0: Welcome to the Asia Society Hong Kong Movers and Shakers podcast. Through the short interactive 10-minute fireside chat, we get to meet with the leaders and game changers in different industries for insights into their personal journey to success, what they learned, how they failed, and other interesting wisdom they may want to share. Today's podcast is with Ruby Yang, Oscar award-winning documentary filmmaker from Hong Kong. Ruby has worked on a range of feature and documentary films, exploring Chinese themes as director, producer, and editor. She won an Academy Award for Documentary Short Subject for the Blood of Yingzhou District in 2007. is also known for her feature documentary, Citizen Hong Kong, and the award-winning documentary, My Voice, My Life. Ruby sat down with ASHK Executive Director Alice Mong to discuss her story and how she uses the camera to tell stories about identity, place, and voiceless people.
1: Thank you, Ruby, for um uh, being on our podcast. Um, one of the questions I've always wanted to ask you is how did you get started? How did you get from where you were um and then you know winning the Oscars? I mean you're kind of a, give us a kind of a quick uh, uh, your, your journey. but how did you end up making becoming a filmmaker? I'm
2: an accidental filmmaker. I never planned to be a filmmaker, except I wanted to be an artist. Um, but of course, um, actually, the big jump was moving from Hong Kong to the U.S. And I saw the possibility I can have as an artist and switching from painting to filmmaking. And also, I met a lot of mentors in my life. Uh, of course, one of my mentor, early mentors, my husband, Lambert, he was, or studied, he studied film and I got into film because of him. And then I have along the way, I have many people who help me and show me sort of the ways to become, um, advocates, uh, in filmmaking. It doesn't come naturally because I think, um, being a filmmaker, you have to have life experience. Um, and the more life experience you have, you can tell better stories. And I think also, of course, having very good mentor, people who can help you uh, to see the world differently. And to help you to, uh, make the uh, better, uh, films, a better storytellers. That's very important. And of, of, of course it has to come with passion uh without passion uh without trying to uh trying to do the best of your work, you can never get somewhere um I think winning the awards is very um kind of accidental or you know it's uh it's a validation of um the work i have done and I think it's a bit of also a lot of um uh help from again my colleagues and and
1: also uh people believe in the work i've done. what age did you move to the states uh twenty twenty uh but in one of you in some ways you already kind of answer this but i am curious um in your career what was more important is it e q or i q do you you know is it a bit of both or you know in terms of your storytelling um what 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 do you think for you is i think e q um, I think to
2: do, uh, being a filmmaker that you have, have a lot of instincts and also understanding of situation, you have to act very quickly on your feet. Uh, of course with, uh, I wish I had better IQ, uh, that I read a little more when I was a kid, uh, I wasn't a very good student, but, but with, I guess with, um, uh, EQ it helps uh, a lot. Um, but I think it's never too late to, you know, really, uh, to learn and to learn lives.
1: And what has, um, can you talk about maybe the turning point you already talked about, but what has been a turning point in your life? Um, and how has that affected changed you? Is it the trip to the States? Or are there other major turning point in your life that that kind of uh, have helped you along the way?
2: I think being, um, a minority in the U.S. in the late seventies, um, identity wasn't an issue when I grew up in Hong Kong because you just, Hong Kong, you're just a Chinese person. But once you, you know, move abroad and move to a different place, you're, you're aware of your identity immediately. And I think, you know, being around with a lot of um, my uh, Chinese-American friends. Uh, I know that they have a very difficult history and wasn't easy. And, um, you know, a lot of people were not aware of that. And of course, being in Hong Kong, we never learn about those history. And because we're taught mainly uh, Chinese history or Hong Kong history, and we never learn about these overseas Chinese um, journeys. And, I, and with that, um, my Asian American friends told me about, you know, the the f- discrimination they face, they never learn about their own history in, in, in school, in university. I think that's really shocking to me. And also seeing the remnants of the bachelor society in San Francisco, that was really, um, for me is really uh, uh, astounded by the sadness that these people had. With leaving all their families behind, never able to see the family ever again uh, until maybe at the end of their lives, or or never able to see the family at all. So those are things that I learned in my in my uh, early years in San Francisco, and and then there was opportunity for me to work with the uh, Asian American group or the Chinese American group. Um, using media to um, tell a more rounded or three-dimensional stories about Asian American, I was lucky to be get involved with that. And I think that's all learning process for me to build me as a better storyteller and have built more empathy for the subjects that I interview.
1: You, um, I think right now, there seems to be a trend uh, about, Asian stories. I mean, you, you've inspired me in that I remember Becoming American, you know, the the, the documentary that was done in 2003, I think, when I first saw it, and the history of, of, of telling a story of history of Chinese in America. And later on, I had a chance to work in, in the Museum of Chinese in America. And next month, uh, we're going to celebrate 150th anniversary of the, uh, uh, the, the transcontinental railway and, you know, the story of how the Chinese story was kind of wiped out of that because they only, in the famous photo, of promontory point, you only show the um, the white uh, people when we know uh, uh, Chinese uh, were part of it. And ironically, many of the Chinese came from this part of the world. I mean, they're from the Southern Chinese. And, and so in some ways, I think the story of Chinese in America is also the story of diaspora Chinese. Mm-hmm. So, so you now are now helping uh, Working with students to tell their stories. Um, what are some of the advice that you give them? Um, I know uh, another one that I saw recently that you you help with at Gateless, and, um, and there are others. So, what is your advice to to your the young people you're working with? Uh, uh, you know uh, about telling their stories.
2: I think first they have to do um, very good research. Um, I think um, my students are mostly journalists and they are very good at finding story, but uh, doing a thorough research about the subject matter. And also uh, visual storytelling is very different from uh, written journalism. And you have to find a very good uh, subjects for your interview or situation that you know, their characters or the subject you interview can portray this story. And, and of course, nowadays, uh, documentary has, you know, they use sometimes animation, use uh, all kinds of way to, to illustrate the point. But I think um, the theme is very important. You have, you, you have to really focus on what, what is the story about what why are you telling the story and and to be able to find good uh, people to uh, interview and, and and then that's a good start
1: and one of the questions i was curious um for you a lot of time, people think it's been you know you winning the oscar one of the uh, few Asian to win the oscars uh, but what has some of the greatest uh, some of the failures in your life that had kind of helped you set you up for the later success. Uh, people only think about when they see you on the stage, but along the way, can you talk about some of the failures that that you know that might have helped you?
2: Actually, there's so many failures. In a way, I mean, as a documentary filmmaker, you can you always. You know, surviving, uh, always writing the next proposal and uh, getting rejection is a normal thing. And, and making, um, getting awards if you a better, the d- doors open for you a little bit, but not wide open. And I think is every film you made is, is one, one, what is, uh, you know, one child or what you call it, it's by itself. And you you always want your next film to be better than your last film. And that's the tough one because, you know, it's, it's, you know, nobody is like An Lee who can find different subject and try to be a chameleon.
1: But so he's uh, fail as well. <laughs> I think
2: failure is yeah. very good because you can never be too, satisfied to content. I think that's what makes a great artist is to always keep trying, never be good enough and, and always trying to excel. I think in every artist, they have to do the same. I think getting the awards is is a blessing in some ways, but it's not a blessing in China because then you are a person. And so you get censored. And so that's give you a, a hard lesson because you don't think that winning an Oscar is you know it's the glorious thing, but it's not. So, I mean, everyone has to start from scratch again when mm-hmm. they win a big award.
1: But speaking of China, when was your first trip uh, to China? I ask this question is because this is our 30th. We'll be celebrating our 30th anniversary in January, and you know um, my own personal trip was 19. First trip was 88. But I'm curious when your first trip and what was your impression uh, when you first visited China?
2: 1986 was our first trip. Uh, I went with Lambert, my husband. That was a totally different world. Um, They don't have, uh, you know, at night you don't see any lights and then the very few cars, it's all bicycle. And there's no tall building, very few on Chang'an street. And, and you have to use the, uh, Huawei Zhen. It's like the exchange money. You, and only foreigners, uh, can go to the certain floor of the restaurant. You don't mix with the local people were, you know, in the market, you don't, you see very, really barely anything for sale. Very, like just mainly in the cabbage and stuff and people were extremely uh, poor and but they were i think there was a lot of hope in the air and um, they were curious about the uh, the world outside world and it was a, a
1: great time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so i think right now um i just want to ask you uh, we know time is short but um final um uh question would be kind of if you go back and look at your younger self, uh what are some of the advice you would give your yourself at at twenty or twenty five you know looking back, what are some of the things that you 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 wish somebody had kind of given you the advice?
2: I would say uh read more books because books seem important. I wish I read more books and see a lot of movies i mean this is so accessible now you can see all kinds of movies and go to art exhibit and all kinds of stuff uh, help one uh, create and also experience like a different world and do you know volunteering at uh, NGOs and travel to places that you are unfamiliar with that once you are outside of your comfort zone you discover a lot about the world.
1: Um, okay, I'm not going to let you go without asking my crazy rich Asian question, uh, because you are in this uh, the film world, uh, and, and you've been a pioneer in, in as an Asian American in this film world. And now all of a sudden, uh, this last year with the success of Crazy Rich Asian, it seemed to me, and then uh, Sandra Oh uh, and other um, Asian uh, Asian American uh, actors getting the recognition. Um, what has you, been your journey there i mean you must be did you feel proud do you feel uh, you know that there's not more i mean kind of uh, share with me some of that feeling of of uh, how you feel about now that has it changed enough or not enough but what, what, what has been your feeling coming from the industry the film industry
2: i think the it has changed a lot i mean the um academy, academy members have a lot of diversity I think I. Th- You're an Academy member
1: yourself. Right. Yes, I am.
2: And they have the initiative for a couple of years. They include a lot of Asian and also African American and also Hispanic members. And then also in the, uh, in, you know, in Hollywood, of course, we have crazy rich Asian. But I think the, in, uh, the good thing is that because um, at canvas which is the another Asian American film festival, you, s- you see a lot of uh, works, diversity of work and that hasn't, when you know, whenever I first started, we are the first f- five films and five people being featured in the first Camp Festival and now there are like, you know, hundreds of, hundreds of entries and they have over 50s so of films um, being featured. were Filipino, uh, Vietnamese, Asian American, now they even include Muslim youth voices. And so there, there's so much you know, out there about Asians. And and I think if we wait for Hollywood, it's just too late.
1: <laughs> well, I hear uh, this year's Peabody, uh, I think there are a lot of Asian Films. Um, uh, I have not had a chance to see *Mining the Gap*, but I'm looking forward to seeing some of the films that were nominated this year and winning. Some of them did win the the Oscars this year. So, so yes, you're right. It, we can't just rely on on the on the uh, uh, Hollywood. But I think, uh, and also some of the stuff that you're working on with your students. I'm actually very much looking forward to seeing uh, *M*. Malaysian I'm hoping we can show it here yes,
2: yes. well I think that's uh, it's about time I mean, it, you know Asia has been so important in the last you know, 20 years and um, people need to see the, the real Asians the real life they live and it's not just the old images of Asian anymore so um, I, I hope that there will be more films that while it be widely distributed. We have our Netflix that's showing more our local content, which is very good. And I think that it's about time.
1: Great, great. Well, you've had a lot to do with it, um, I think in, in, in many ways. So I wanna thank you for for sharing some of that experience with us. Thank so you. Thank you.
2: Thanks. Thanks.